Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. I am Minister Ginger London. Welcome to the Ginger London Ministry Show. I certainly do appreciate you joining me on this afternoon. Uh, I've been out for a while, and so I'm back into it, into the swing of things. And so thank you so much for joining me. Uh, today I'm doing a very special show. Uh, the show is on understanding that your assignment requires planning. We are well into uh the uh, second half of 2013, and uh, if you're like me, you're looking back over the first six months of the year, and you're asking yourself, you know, what did I get done? How much did I get done? Am I pleased with where I am? Did I achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve um, in the first half of the year? And if not, what do I need to do to actually finish strong this year? Uh, and so that's why I decided to do this show, because that's where I am, and I, I guessing that there are some people who are similar to I, similar to my situation or just like me, and you're uh, evaluating or taking a look at what you've done so far, and maybe some things have come up um, during the course of the first half of the year that maybe got in the way, or maybe there were obstacles um, uh, to uh, that hindered you or slowed you down in the process of completing your goals uh, for your business, for your ministry, or just for your life in general. And so I want to uh, let this show serve as an encouragement to you to let you know that you can finish strong in 2013. You can refocus, you can re-plan, uh, and you can also uh, get back on track. It's not too late. We can pull everything together so that we can actually uh, do it. So we're going to get started with... Um, uh, with some prayer, and I am going to uh, be sharing some um, uh, some insight that the Lord gave me, as well as I'm going to share some principles that I've learned from uh, Evangelist Mike Murdoch over the years, and um, and they are still uh, true today. And I'm going to uh, be applying these principles to my life, and I wanted to share them with you so that you can also um, learn these principles and. Uh, Apply them to your life so that they, uh, so that you can finish strong. So we're going to open up with prayer, and we're going to get right into the teaching. If you're listening by Internet or, or a smartphone or whatever, there's a chat room that's open. You have to log into uh, Blog Talk Radio as a listener to, or if you're already a host on Blog Talk Radio in order to uh, get into um, the chat room. Um, or it may allow you to get in as a guest. I'm not sure, but you have to be, you may listen as a guest, but you can't post anything in the chat room unless you are logged into Blog Talk as a listener. And so I posted um, 
the five principles I'm going to be going over with you in the chat room as well as the five keys to planning. Uh, they're going to also be in the chat room. So if you're like me and you're a note taker, you may want to go to the chat room so that you can write down the notes as we're going, as I'm going through the teaching and you can um, put um, some meat to the skeleton bones that's in the chat room, if you will, as I go through the teaching. So be sure to go over to the chat room. Um, all the principles are listed there and you'll be able to um, uh, write down what I'm saying and follow along. And so let's open up with a word of prayer. I'm going to get right into uh, today's teaching. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you on this afternoon. I bless your name, O oh God, for you're an awesome God. You are a God who uh, who is a planner, Father God. You did nothing haphazardly, but everything that you purposed in um, in in this life, in this universe, was strategically planned by you. And, Father, we humble ourselves as we learn today how we can plan uh to uh, complete the assignment that you've given us, given to our lives. We thank you for direction. We thank you for your wisdom. We stand on James 1, 5. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who abradeth not, but give it to us liberally. And we receive it in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I pray all that have an ear to hear will hear on today what you're going to say to them, and that they will be not just hearers, but doers of your word. We thank you for perfecting those things that concern us and watching over us, Lord God. And we thank you for giving us an assignment that only each of us can do as you have granted each of us according to our faith and according to your will for our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to get right into it. And you've heard me say before on other shows that um, whatever you focus on determines your mastery. So whatever you've been focusing your attention on, that's what focusing your, your sight on, your vision on, your your mindset on, your um, your hands in reference to what you're doing, whatever you've been focusing on, that's what you're going to master. So if you put your assignment on side on the side or if you put it on the back burner for a minute and you focused on something else, you're going to master the something else and your assignment will go uncompleted. So uh, if you've been doing that in the past uh, for the first part of this year or or if you've been uh, hitting and missing your assignment, one minute in the month you're on your you're focused on your assignment. The next month you're not focused on your assignment. The next month you're focusing back, and you're wondering why you're not getting anywhere. It's because you have not mastered focusing on your assignment. You've mastered focusing on other people's issues, other people's assignment, other people's businesses, ministries, and you have not put yourself in a position where you can focus on what you've been given to do. So the first principle that I want you to write down is focus determines your mastery. That's principle number one. So focus determines your mastery. And so whatever you um, give your attention to, uh, that's the thing that has the ability to keep your attention, and that's what you're going to master. So if you focus on rescuing people out of their uh, situations and rescuing them out of their um, uh uh, situate, you know, their emergency situations, their relationship issues, things happening on their jobs with their supervisors. And if, if you focus on rescuing people and being there for everybody, that's what you're going to master. But if your assignment is to open a business or if your assignment is to start a church or to start a weekly Bible study, you're not going to master that because you haven't focused. You're not focusing on that. So the number one, focus determines your mastery. So if your assignment Whatever your assignment is, you must give your full focus to your assignment. Does that mean that you don't pay attention to other people? Absolutely not. Does that mean that you don't help anyone else? Absolutely not. What it does mean that 
at least 95% of your focus should be on what you have been assigned to do or whatever your life's purpose is. If you want to find fulfillment in life, if you want to be uh, uh, experience uh, the fullness of joy, being uh, uh, being able to say what your impartation into the earth is supposed to be uh, for while you're living on the earth, then you must put 95% of your focus on what God has purposed for you to do. If you don't, you're going to become frustrated, you're going to become disappointed, you're going to become tired, you're going to become exhausted because your energies will be somewhere else and not on what it is that you should be doing. And so your assignment will require every thought, every thought in your mind should be centered around your assignment. And I'm going to give you 95%. Some people say 100 I'm going to give you some room because, there's, you know, I know a lot of people have uh, things going on in their lives and you have loved ones that you really are concerned about. Uh, you may still be working on a, a full-time job, and you, when you're on that job, you have to give attention to that, to what your assignment is on that job or whatever it is that they've hired you to do. So I'm going to say 95% of your thought life should be on what you have been purposed to do. You have to be, You have to master your assignment. You must master it. The only way that you can become uh, good at what it is, if you will, or become an expert, that's another term, or the only way that you can master what you have been purposed to do, you have to focus on it with intentional focus. That that focus means I'm going to learn everything that I need to learn about it. I'm going to become skilled if it, if it requires certain skills, if it requires um, uh, uh, certain abilities or talents. I'm going to make sure that I focus on sharpening my skills, developing my gifts and talents, uh, increasing my knowledge, learning what I'm supposed to learn, and then learning the application of that knowledge. How do I apply this uh, to what it is? How do I take my knowledge and make it applicable to what it is I'm assigned to do? So your focus determines your mastery. So don't allow yourself to be focused on things that are not um, uh, supportive or connected to what your life's purpose is. The second principle is your focus determines your energy. And I briefly mentioned that, and you may have heard me teach on this before, but I want to encourage you to finish the year out strong. So number two, your focus determines your energy. So I want you to think about it for a moment. You know, I want you uh, to really, really, to really think about it, what what that means. You know, okay, so if uh, let's say you're sleeping, and okay, and let's say, you you know, you lay your head back on your pillow and the television is on. And then, you know, suddenly, let's say the phone rings. You know, uh, someone in your family maybe just had a crisis or they're being rushed to the hospital. You know, the, the, the question is, do you go back to sleep? All right? And the answer is, of course not. You get up and you go what? And you find out which hospital they've been taken to. You know, you, 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 everything changes. Your focus changes. And so now you leap to your feet, you jump into your clothes, you jump into your car, and you head over into uh, the hospital. So what has happened? You now have a new focus, and that new focus now gives you new energy. And so it determines uh, your energy. So whatever you're focusing on determines um, will determine your energy. So if you need, uh, if you will, new energy, then I want you to take a day or two uh uh, before we're out of this month, and I want you to really take a look at what it is that you are called to do in the earth. What is your life purpose? 
Okay, and if you're at a place where you're stagnant, where you're not getting anywhere, where you don't, you're not um, enthusiastic about your calling anymore or your assignment, then I want you to look back and focus on or take a quick look at what has gotten you to the place where you're stagnant or you have a lack of energy or a lack of enthusiasm about your calling. And then I want you to go back to the old landmark when you first received that call, when you first discovered what your life purpose is, or when you first discovered, heard the voice of God calling you, saying that he's going to use you to do such and such, and you and you were very excited, and you were energetic, and all of that. And I want you to go back to that old landmark, and I want you to refocus and become re-energized uh, towards your calling again, towards your life purpose towards whatever your assignment is. So if you're at that place where you're feeling a little dry, you're a little thirsty, nothing's happening, nothing's moving, you're becoming a little um, discouraged, you have a lack of motivation um, in your life, I want you to go back to the old landmark when you first discovered what, it, uh, what, your, what your assignment for your life, what your life's assignment was, and I want you to get energized again. From from that first discovery moment, I want you to go back. And then I want you to push yourself to get past that moment and carry that energy with you into what you need to be doing right now today to move forward uh, into your uh, assignment so that you can start uh, either coming up with some new goals or going back and revisiting your old goals and saying, I let myself uh lacks right here. I didn't focus like I should have, and I missed the opportunity to complete this goal. Is this something I now can bring into the second portion of this year and complete it? If so, I want you to get out a a sheet of paper, write that down, and I want you to challenge yourself to really target those goals that should have been completed by now and put forth 100% effort to get those to get those goals accomplished and to get and achieve them. And I want you to continue to encourage yourself. Continue to push yourself and motivate yourself because only you can complete the assignment that God has given you. We can encourage you. We can motivate you to some degree, but only you can complete the assignment. So I want to encourage you to go back to the old landmark, find out uh, uh, to that place where you were energetic, you were uh, excited about what you were called to do, and I want you to push yourself to becoming excited again and then I want you to actually look at the goals that you didn't get completed so far, and I want you to push yourself to put them at the priority of the list. Prioritize them, put them at the top of the second half of this year, and go in and full force, focus on that, and get that accomplished so that you can finish strong. The third principle is uh, broken focus creates insecurity and instability in everything around you. And so if you are stagnant, that may be a cause of it because your focus is broken because maybe something came up that you une- that you didn't expect and so you focused on that unexpected situation or circumstance but you did not balance uh balance everything and so you put all of your energy into that cir- circumstance or situation that was unexpected and now you're drained and exhausted emotionally spiritually and mentally from that and you did not um uh, recuperate from it, if you will. In other words, once that was over, you didn't regroup. You 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 just became drained, and so you didn't re-energize yourself because sometimes life issues come up that can drain us and they that can actually wear us out. And you know, and most of the time, it's, it it may be somebody else's issue, not even your own issue, and uh, that issue will cause you to become drained uh, in your life, and then you're wondering why. 
I have not achieved the goal that I should have achieved by now is because my energy was exhausted over in another man's camp. And so if that was if, if you were in that uh, situation, I want you to regroup, take a day off, breathe deeply, take a deep breath, get your thoughts together, uh, relax a little bit, you know, uh, maybe take in a movie and say, hey, this is, I'm going to relax, have a notepad by you because some things will come into your spirit that you need to write down. And then on the second day, I want you to get up ready to go. You know, because sometimes we try to move out in our exhaustion, and the only thing that happens is we collapse and we fail at whatever it is that we're trying to do because we're trying to move um, in exhaustion instead of being re-energized and um, revitalized for our purpose. We're trying to move in exhaustion. We probably, we're trying to move out in discouragement, disappointment. We're trying to move out in um, being drained, and there's nothing there to function on. So I want you to take a day. Take a deep breath, and I want you to re-energize. Let your body rest. Let your mind rest for a minute. Re-energize. Refocus. Build yourself back up. You know, get into the Word. Read the Psalms. Whatever you need to do to uh, to to um, replenish your strength spiritually and in the natural. And then on the second day, I want you to launch out into the deep and start tackling some of those goals that didn't get tackled because maybe you focused on the wrong thing or they got out of order. So James uh, chapter 1, verse 8, write that down. It says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you cannot uh, be uh, for your purpose or your assignment one day and then say, oh, I'm going to do something else the next day. You have to really decide within yourself the life purpose that God has given me, the calling that's on my life, the assignment that I have been given is something that I want to say yes to and I want to accomplish. And you do that, then you're single-minded or you're single-focused. But if you're wishy-washy, like I said earlier, one minute you're in, one month you're, you're fulfilling your calling, the next month you're doing something else. Next month you're back to your calling, the next month you got a new idea you want to do. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And whatever assignment God has given to you, whatever calling you have been uh, summoned to, or whatever purpose that God has for your life, the reason that you have it is because you are a reward to somebody. And so the person that's waiting on you or who needs whatever it is that you have is not looking to encounter a double-minded person. They're looking to encounter a stable person Somebody who's focused, somebody who has heard from God and who knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing with their lives and who are purposed to do that and who are going to do what it is that God has called them to do. So you don't want to be double-minded. So if you need to take a break and relax and bring your, and pull yourself together, then do that because it's, it will be important for you to be energized and to be focused on what God has called you to. And a broken focus will create insecurity. Uh, the enemy will come in and make you think um, that, uh, well, don't know, you heard God wrong, or that's not your assignment. You're not good enough to do that, or you're not trained enough. You gotta, you have some training, but you don't have all the training that you need to be trying to help somebody with that. Or have you thinking that um, nobody will listen to you? You know, nobody's going to come to your Bible study. You, you know, you don't, you don't teach like so and so, or you don't preach like the other preacher, or you're not good in business like the the um, the person down the street, the, in, the the enemy will come into your thought life and have you feeling insecure. And it will be because your focus is broken. If God has given you an assignment, he will 
he is going to equip you and he's going to prepare you. And everything is already in place that you need to fulfill the assignment, but you must stay focused. Once you become insecure, you will literally give up. You will do a little bit here and there, but you will not be strong enough in your emotions to step out by faith to fulfill God's assignment or calling on your life. And you will miss out on the greatest experience of your life, and that is walking out your assignment or your purpose. You'll be insecure. Also, broken focus will cause you to be, uh, will cause instability in everything around you. So we're still on principle number three. Broken focus creates insecurity and instability. Instability means that you are not uh, secure in a position where you can function properly. You know, you'll be, you will um, have your one minute, your thought life is uh, you're all for it. You're, 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 you're focused on your assignment. The next minute you don't believe that's even your assignment. Okay. One minute somebody can trust you to show up. You know, you're going to make it to the event. You're going to, you're going to be the main speaker or um, uh, something like that. But then the next minute they can't trust you to show up. You know, you're not a a woman, a man or woman of your word. Um, uh, they just won't be able to trust you. And uh, so there's a lot of things that come with being uh, in, uh, with the instability. But all of that is from broken focus. And I've seen people in ministry who had broken focus who became in, uh, who uh, uh, became unreliable or they were, they were not stable. What happens is, uh, because a part of that instability also is insecurity, they will agree to take an assignment, and then the day of the assignment they won't show up. You know, or they won't call in if it's a if it's a conference call or a prayer line call. They won't call in, or they won't. They just actually won't show up for the event, or they'll call and say uh, they'll make up a story and tell you why they can't come. You know, all because their focus is broken, and then they do it on a repeated basis, and then it gets to the point where nobody trusts them in ministry or nobody trusts them in business. You know, so they don't they can't rely on anything that they say, and so eventually what happens is. You stop getting the invitations. You stop getting the calls to come speak, preach, teach. You stop, you know, your customers stop coming to you if you're in business. Uh, You stop, uh, they they stop asking you to even uh, exhibit your products anywhere or uh, bring your brochures or your cards anywhere because they can't even trust you to show up for that. You know, so you don't want to be like that. You want to refocus and you want to be a person that is true to his or her assignment or their purpose in life. Okay, principle number uh, four is take responsibility. And that's basically what I was just talking about a little bit, going a little bit more into that. Take responsibility uh, means that if you haven't uh, completed some of the goals that you should have by now, take responsibility. I know things come up, but in the end, at the end of the day, we still have to take responsibility for having not completed those goals. You know, maybe a crisis situation did come up uh but and you and and you took care of that crisis situation. But even though there was a crisis situation, there still was a goal, and so we still have to take responsibility. So we have to be, um, in order to stay focused, um, in our assignment, we have to be the gatekeeper of our eyes. We have to be mindful of what we watch, what we see, what we focus our vision on, and I mean our natural sight. You know, what am I putting my eyes on? What am I watching? Am I spending too much time? Um, in television, and my focus is broken. When I looked up, three hours has passed by, and I got a paper and pad in front of me, but I haven't written anything down. So I have to be the gatekeeper of my eyes. Am I reading too many magazines? I'm, I'm reading too many blogs. You know, am I um, watching um, uh, too much uh, uh, 
uh, on what is it, social media sites and all of those things? Am I doing too much of that and it's getting in the way of, um, you know, of my focus? Okay. So then I have to be the gatekeeper of my ears. You know, what am I listening to? You know, am I listening uh, uh, 24-7 to R&B or hip-hop music and I'm all caught up into the music and I'm not focused on what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, or am I listening to things that's going to increase my learning. And, my, you know, if, if I'm trying to finish the year strong, then I may need to spend X number of hours a day listening to things that's going to prepare me to actually walk out my assignment for the year or to, to walk in my calling. So have I set aside some hour, X number of hours per day for personal development or for uh, professional development? Because maybe you're in business or maybe you're an entrepreneur or maybe you're a kingdom uh, business owner, you know, maybe you're in a ministry, but you're not uh, pastoring a church, but you actually have maybe a, a, a traveling ministry or you're teaching or you, you do uh, conferences, and so you have products and things that you're making. So am I allocating a certain number of hours a day to actually pro- professional development? Am I doing that? And if I'm not doing that, then why? Because that means that out of the course of that 24-hour day, eight hours I'm asleep, what are you doing with the other eight? You know, maybe you're eight hours on a job, so there goes 16. So what are you doing with the rest of the hours? And why why aren't you doing something that's going to develop you and strengthen you and prepare or equip you for what it is you say your assignment is or what you're called to? You know, if you're called to be a business owner, then you need to subscribe to some entrepreneur magazine or some magazines that are tailored to your particular industry. Um, if you're selling a particular product, there are magazines out there for everything under the sun. So there are trade magazines specifically for almost every pro- profession you could think of. So if you have a janitorial cleaning business, there are magazines out there that are catered just to you. So professional development could be uh, you subscribing to two or three trade magazines, and you say, okay, every day uh, from 8 o'clock in the morning to 10, if you can, or whatever time you set aside, I'm going to allocate that two hours per day for professional development. That means that I'm going to read these magazines, keep, keep, stay abreast of what's going on in my industry, uh, um, uh, stay on top of the equipment that's be, new equipment that's coming out, you know, those types of things. And if you're in ministry, the same thing. There are leadership magazines out there. There are ministry today. All types of magazines are out there and trade journals uh, for um, Christian ministry or businesses that are out there. You could do the exact same thing. Or you can find a book that is that is um, geared toward your profession or your area of calling, and you can stay every day for two hours or two and a half hours. I'm going to read from this book until I finish it to increase my learning, to learn some new skills or to learn some new things about ministry that I'm not aware of. And then I'm going to, every day I'm going to have professional or ministry development. And that's what I'm going to do. And if you are if you are not an avid reader, then guess what? There are CDs and audios, CD, CD audios and DVDs out there for just about every profession. If you're a counselor, it's out there. There are... Um, uh, professional development uh, DVDs out there for you to watch. There are CDs for you to listen to in the car. But I would say if you're going to set aside some time for professional development um, or to uh, actually be a gatekeeper of your ears, then when you set aside this time, don't be in the car going to the grocery store. Actually be at home, put the CD in, and actually sit there and listen to the CD, take notes. But just like you would have an appointment, then make professional development appointment. So don't be in the car driving 
to the grocery store, to the mall, trying to listen to a professional development CD, you know, uh, position yourself where you can learn. So that means putting your, blocking off a little corner of the house or the apartment or wherever, put the CD in, get your notepad out, and focus on developing yourself in whatever area that you're called to so that you can begin to walk out some of these things that you have been purposed to do. Uh, the scripture tells us that we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, not because the knowledge isn't there, but because we reject it. And so be a gatekeeper of your eyes, be a gatekeeper of your ears. That's taking responsibility and be a gatekeeper of your heart. Okay, so learn to manage your emotions. Uh, everything's not going to go your way all the time, and everybody's not going to receive you. Everybody's not going to get on board. So you can't allow your heart to be hurt and damaged from all of this every time it happens because you'll never get anywhere and you'll lose focus. You know, connect with people that have your best interest at heart. You know, when Jesus sent the disciples out the first time, two by two, he said, listen, you're going to go take this with you. Don't take that. When you get to a home, if you're not received, shake the dust off your feet. Keep moving. And we have to learn how to do that in business and in ministry. Because sometimes, you know, the assignment on our lives are just great. I mean, just we get excited about our callings, our assignment, and our life purpose. And the same excitement that we have, we want other people to have that same excitement about it. But when they meet us, sometimes we don't get the same reception or response that we are anticipating. So you have to uh, really put on some tough skin and guard your heart and realize that you're not assigned to everybody. You're assigned to somebody. And the people who you're assigned to, you have to find them. And when you find those people, those are the people that will celebrate you and not just tolerate you. So don't become discouraged. Guard your heart. Be Take responsibility of your heart. Don't allow rejection and um, uh, people not responding a certain way to get in and taint your heart and how you feel about what God has purposed for you to do or, ha or um, cause you to become discouraged or uh, uh, uncomfortable uh, in it where you get to the point where you're so frustrated that you just want to give up. No. Just remember you're not your reward to somebody, but you're not a reward to everybody. And when you find out who that group is, then you can start being around that group, and there is where you will be celebrated, you know, and that's where you will get the joy and the fulfillment of knowing that you've um, blessed somebody's life or that you've given them something where they can go on and where you've enriched their lives or impact their lives, where they can go on and live fulfilling lives themselves or accomplish their own goals. And so you are assigned to somebody, but you have to find out who that is. So if, if you're called in ministry, it's, it's the same thing. Who are you called to in the body of Christ? You know, are you called to the children? Are you called to the youth? Are you called to, you know, young adults that are entering into the world from their 20s to maybe 30s, 22 to 30? Are you called to adults? Are you called to seniors to the uh, the, the age of wisdom? Are you called to the uh, the older saints, you know, who are you called to in the body of Christ? We cannot service everybody. It's the same thing in business. You can't provide uh, services or products, all services and all products to everybody. So you have to decide what type of business are you supposed to be a business? Are you supposed to own? What type of products are you going to uh, sell in your business? Or what type of services are you going to offer through your business? And then when you once you decide that, then that's how you know who the group of people are that you are assigned to. And so if you guard your heart with all diligence, like the scripture says, 
then the issues that will spring out of your heart will be the issues that you are assigned to release. And it won't be bitterness and anger and disappointment and frustration. And, well, you know, we say all kinds of things when we're disappointed. You know, well, these people, nobody's buying. The economy's bad. And we say all, all sorts of things. And it's because sometimes we are not in front of the right people. Our focus is broken. And we're not in front of the right people. Sometimes we try to go where the crowd is. And the crowd, the crowd may be a large number of people, but it may not be the people you are assigned to. So you're going to have to refocus, take your eyes off of that particular crowd, and put it on the crowd that you are assigned to. And you will not, you will not know where they are until you know who they are. So you can't go to them if you don't know who they are. So that's a part of the focus process. And so that's principle um uh, number four is take responsibility. And a part of taking responsibility means being a gatekeeper of your eyes, your ears, and your heart. All right? And so uh, only God can protect you to the fullest. So you have to yield yourself to him. God, show me what, I is. I'm, show me what, I am to, what it is I'm supposed to be looking at. Show me uh, what I am supposed to be hearing. And show me where I'm supposed to be connected. Show me where my heart is supposed to be and with who I should share my heart with. Because there is where I keep my focus. All right, that's number four. Number five is uh, similar to the last part of number four, and is your friend is anyone who helps keep you focused on the instructions of God for your life. So you got to know your friends. You have to know your friends. Anybody who's trying to take you off focus of um, uh, focus of the instructions that God has given to you, or uh, trying to take you away from your calling take you away from your assignment, take you away from your business, whatever it is, that person is not your friend. Your friend is going to be someone or uh, or the people who literally will help you stay focused on God's instructions for your life. So if you have people in your life who know, who you've shared with, uh, your calling with, or what your life's purpose or assignment is, your friends are the people who remind you that you're off-focused. Remind you that you haven't done anything uh, to, about um, you haven't done anything regarding your business today. You haven't done anything regarding your assignment today. Uh, you, have you written any uh, teaching uh, lessons today? What What are you studying? What 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 are you studying in the Bible this week? You know, those are your friends. When When no people When they can come back and remind you, well, you know, you say God called you to preach. What have Have you studied the scriptures on preaching? Have you studied what uh, the scriptures on preacher? You know. What have you read today? What have you done today? Have you um, uh, have you watched preachers on TV? Or if you if you're called to uh, maybe start a weekly Bible study, your friends are going to be the people who are going to ask you. You know, what are you going to use to teach your Bible study? Are you going to write your own lessons, or are you going to go right now to get started and use something out the Christian bookstore? Maybe a Bible study series out the bookstore. Are you going to use that until you become uh, get used to. Uh, developing your own, what are you going to do? So your friends are the people who will keep you focused on God's instructions for your life. And so those are the four principles. I'm going to go back over them, and then we're going to, in the last few minutes, we'll go into the the keys of planning. So the principle number one, again, is uh, what you focus on uh, determines your mastery. So focus determines mastery. That's principle number one. Remember, whatever you focus on, that's what's going to determine your uh, your mastery and whatever you mastered, it'll be you. It will be because you focused on it. So if you're called to a particular thing in life, you want to focus on your calling. 
not on something else, but on your calling. Number two, your focus determines your energy. When you put your energy on your calling, on your assignment, you when you put your focus on your assignment, you're going to be energized to complete that assignment. All of your energy should go into what it is you are assigned to do or what it is you are called to do in the earth. Put your energy there. I'm going to give you 95%. That's what I said, 5% for helping family and all those other things. But when it comes to actually walking out and completing your assignment, your energy has to be there. Once you've mastered it, it may uh, reduce a little bit because you've actually done it. But if you're at a place in, in this year where you look back over the first six months and you have not even accomplished half of your goals, you have to put your total focus. Your energy has to go into your calling. Number three, remember broken focus creates insecurity and instability and everything around you. So you don't want to be insecure and you can't be uh, uh, unstable uh, uh, in, uh, in, in your life because you will not be successful in business, ministry, or just in your life in general. Number four, take personal responsibility. Become a gatekeeper of your eyes, your ears, and your heart. Uh, Principle number five, know your friends. Remember, your friends are the people who will keep you focused on God's instructions for your life. And so those are the five focus principles. And so let's move into um, the the seven key uh, keys in planning. And you've heard these keys before. They are basic um, keys of planning. And so it's not going to be anything um, new uh, that you've heard. And so... um, it's just going to be something that I'm just going to reiterate for you. Uh, we hear it all the time when people talk, uh, when they uh, different people teach on planning or goal setting and, you know, all those kinds of things. And so this is just basic, basic. I'm not trying to overload you. I just want to remind you of the things that you need to have in place and actually be putting into practice if you're going to finish strong in 2013. And you can finish strong in 2013. I can finish strong in 2013. But we have to get some disciplines and some some practical steps in place and have to we have to actually do this daily. And uh once you do it daily, it becomes second almost like second nature to you. Uh it becomes habit forming. And so then it'll be something that you're used to doing and you don't have to really force yourself to do it. It just become a part of your daily routine. So let's look at the seven uh keys in planning. Uh number 1 which I am uh, really, really, I really love principle number one, uh, key number one, and that is ask God for wisdom. So if you're at the half mark of the year and things have not turned out like you intended, maybe because you lost focus and uh, maybe you didn't do some things that you did not accomplish, some of the goals that you should have accomplished, number one is where you really want to start in your planning session and in your planning session, and you want to ask God for wisdom. James chapter one, verse five says. If you lack if you lack if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. In other words, you could ask God for wisdom, he's gonna give it to you abundantly, and he's not gonna embarrass you about it. He's not gonna say, Well, you should already know how to do that. God is gonna give you the wisdom that you need. Ask God for the wisdom that you need. That's James chapter one, verse five. That's where you need to start. Because sometimes we think we know what we should be doing or what we need to do uh, to get back on track or to just finish. And it doesn't always work out like that because we're not all knowing. And God already knows the steps that he has ordered for your life. So we need to ask God, number one, for wisdom. 
Ask God for wisdom. Here I am. It's in the month of July. It's six, I'm six months into it. Uh, in the seventh month of the year, going into the rest of this, trying to finish out the rest of these months. What I need your wisdom. How do I plan the next six months, the rest, the last six months of this year to be successful in what you have purpose for me to do? So number one, ask God for wisdom. Number two, you need to keep a daily planner. Now, if you didn't buy one at the top of the year, surprisingly enough, you can still go to the store and they are still selling planners for 2013. So keep a daily planner. If you're um, um, doing this on a budget, I'm going to tell you a good way that you can do it. Here's a nugget for you. Um, if you if you're on a budget and you can't pay the 14, 15, 19, 25, 26, 50 dollars for a planner, if you know if you just can't do that then here's what you can do. If you have a laptop or if you have um, uh, a desktop at home or at work that has Microsoft Word on it, you can go into New to create a new document, and then you can look under the templates, and they actually have a planner template in Microsoft Word. And you go in and you change the date and the year. It's going to come out just right. It's going to give you different ways that um, that you can um, do it. You can do your planner. Um, also, if um, uh, if you type, if you Google free planner templates, I can't think of the name of the company. I don't have that in front of me right here, and I can't walk away from the dashboard to go get it. But if you type in free planner templates, I think the company is Vertex or something like that. It starts with a V. I do know that. If you Google that, then they actually have planner templates that you can download. And all you have to do is go in and change the date in the year and print it. And so uh, if you uh, if you have a printer at home, print it. If not, then if you're uh, here, we can actually go to our public library here and we get 20 free pages free per day. So you may want to check your local library and see. And you may need to get a library card to access to their computer, to use the computers. And if they give you 10 pages free a day, then you know each week you can go in or every two weeks you can go in and print out the planner pages for the next two weeks. And there you have it. And so just punch holes in it, put it in a binder or however you're going to keep it, but now you have a planner. Okay, and so that may be at the top of your list next year is to buy you buy you a planner or you can keep doing it that way. It doesn't matter, but you need a daily planner. Um, so you want a daily planner and you want to use it as a time management system, you know, because sometimes we write sticky notes, you know, and little notes everywhere, and then we forget where we put the sticky notes or, you know, or we walk off and we leave them. So you want the planner because it's going to be your time management system, you know, um, uh, and when you write down uh, what's supposed to happen each day, when you get into the habit of doing that, it's going to become natural for you. So the third one is related to your planner. Number three, keep your pl daily planner handy and refer to it often. If you say at 8 o'clock, 8 to 10, I'm going to do personal development. That's what I'm going to read or listen to uh, audios or CDs. You put it on the planner. You block that time off. All right, at 10 o'clock. I'm going to uh, check my uh, emails, you know, from 10 to 11, and, or whatever you're going to do. So you need your planner close by uh, handy so that you can actually be on target, managing your time well. And as you do each one of those um, tasks for the day, you can check them off. All right? So you want to refer to it. You um, 
it might be uncomfortable at first when you first start carrying that planner around, but um, once you start doing it, it's going to be a valuable tool. You will not, I mean, you once you get used to it and you start using it, literally start using it, it's going to become a valuable tool, and you will have that planner with you everywhere you go, everywhere you go, because sometimes I'm places and I make appointments or set appointments, and I know we all got smartphones and all that sort of thing, and we can put that date in the smartphone, but it's, you know, but it's nothing like actually seeing it in front of you the whole month mapped out in front of you on a planner. And so going back to um, the Microsoft Word, you could print it out as a, uh, where you can see the whole month and then you could do it per day. So do whatever is best for you. I do it per day because it has the, the time. Uh, I've done it per day uh, with them because it has the uh, the time slots on there. But even when I buy a planner, I usually buy a planner that has both. The month where you can view the month, the entire month, you know, on one page. And then when I go from that one page, I have each one day at a time with the time uh, slots available on it. So I can actually um, pencil in or write down what's supposed to happen at what time. So number one is um, ask God for wisdom. Number two, keep a daily planner. Number three, keep your daily planner handy. And then number four is write your plan out in detail. Okay, in detail. Um, don't just put see ginger. You want to say see ginger about uh, business coaching. You know, uh, write it out in detail so you will know exactly what's supposed to take place. You know, uh, meeting with black pages uh, about um, advertising space. You know, uh, write it out so you will know what is supposed to happen at that particular meeting or doing that particular phone call. So when you're scheduling, when you when you're schedule using your planner to schedule uh your day at each strategic spot, you want to make sure that you write out your plan in detail. That's number 4, number 5, follow it on a daily basis. If you don't have your planner with you, you will not know what you were supposed to accomplish that day. You might remember some things, but I'm telling you it's probably something you're going to forget. So, look at the planner every morning, follow it, have it with you. Check it off as you do it. There may be some things that come up unexpected where you have to move things around. But basically, you want to follow it on a daily basis. A lot of times we lose our focus because we don't have our game plan in front of us. And that's what the daily plan planner does for you. It gives you a plan of action for the day. And as long as you have that plan of action in front of you and you're following it, then your day should go just the way you've mapped it out, with the exception of unexpected things that occur that may be beyond your control, okay? And so you want to follow it. And number six, develop a detailed picture of your desired end and conclusion, all right? At the end of the day, you know, I want to have accomplished, uh, at the end of the day, I want to have uh, placed, uh, made all of my phone calls, um, decided whether or not I'm going to take an ad on the black pages, decided whether or not I'm going to use a business coach. You know, this is what I want to see happen at the end of the day. So you want to have a, a detailed picture of your desired con- uh, conclusion for that particular day. And once you get into the habit of the discipline or habit, if you will, of doing it, then it will become automatic to you. That's how you will actually, and you will see yourself progressively accomplishing more of your goals each and every day. You will do better every day that you practice this. You're going to do better. And then the last one is keep flexible for the unexpected, then adapt 
the plan accordingly. And I just talked about that a little bit. So you want to be a little flexible for the unexpected. So if something comes up, you know, and you had something at 10, but something comes up, you have to move the 10 o'clock down to 1 o'clock, be, you know, be flexible. You don't want to be so rigid that you're not flexible because some opportunities will be, will um, become available to you uh, when you least expect them. And so you can't be so rigid that you'll miss opportunities that you should that you should actually uh, uh, step out on. You know, if you're in business and let's say you're going to do a personal development tape DVD at 10 and then you get a call at 930 from someone saying, hey, I know it's short notice. However, we have an opportunity to go to a, uh, to a brunch to meet with uh, with a top executive uh, who are thinking about contracting people out for such and such. Well, you don't want to say, well, I can't go because, you know, at 10 o'clock, I have to watch a DVD. You want to be flexible. So when certain opportunities avail themselves, that you're able to adjust accordingly. So if that happens, you take your uh, professional development time and you may move that to 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon so that you can go ahead and make that, that, um, that brunch to meet somebody that you probably can make a connection with and that can help you succeed or open a door for you to actually gain a contract. I'm just using that as an example or something, you know, So, or, or if it's a meeting that you're being invited to because maybe something's getting ready to happen in the city and it'll bring some exposure to you. So there are certain things that you just absolutely don't want to miss. And so make sure your schedule is flexible. Now, it's a little different if you uh, schedule an appointment with someone and they're coming to meet with you or you want to meet with them. Of course, unexpected things could happen, crisis, breakdown of cars, and all that sort of thing. But if you do have an appointment, I want to encourage you to try to notify that person 24 hours in advance or at least a couple of hours in advance, you know, so that they will not be headed over to your office to see a note pinned on the door. Uh, didn't get a chance to call you. Can you reschedule? No. Call them early enough if something comes up so that um, that uh, you can um, uh uh, rearrange your schedule according to uh, the unexpected thing. So be flexible. And so that's um, uh, those are the seven. Let me tell you again the seven key planning uh, keys in planning. Number one, ask God for wisdom. Number two, keep a daily planner. Number three, keep your daily planner handy. Number four, write your plan out in detail. Doesn't have to be in paragraph, but it needs to be enough information so you can remember what you're supposed to be doing at that time and why. Number five, follow it on a daily basis. Uh, don't. Uh, I've done it in the past where I started using a planner and then, wow, then I just broke that discipline and you know started going from my head. Then I get back to using a planner again. No, start practicing using it daily. Stay keeping on a continuous basis. You will reward yourself for doing it, I promise you. You will pat yourself on the back. You will buy yourself some ice cream or whatever. When you've done that for several months and you see that it works, you will reward yourself for developing that discipline in your life and in your business uh, or ministry. Number six, uh, develop a detailed picture of your desired end and conclusion. And then um, number seven, keep flexible for the unexpected then adapt the plan accordingly, all right? Um, and so you want to remember that. And so and I want to encourage you in this uh, planning, if you're planning for the last portion of this year, I'm going to give you uh, 
some extra nuggets to, to just incorporate into your personal life um, as you're doing that. And I want to encourage you to to really take time in the secret place. You know, Psalm 91, verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, if you take time in the secret place, spending time in the secret place will determine your strength in the public in the public place. So you want to remember, you know what? Take time in a secret place. Get on your face before God. You know, have that time of prayer, meditation, communion with God. You know, try to start your day with it. Try to end your day with it. That's something that I learned from watching my older aunts. You know, they pray in the morning. When they get up, when they wake up, they immediately fall to their knees before they do anything. And they are praying to God and thanking God for another day that they are alive. And before they go to bed at night, they do the same thing. So I want to encourage you to spend time in the secret place um, um, so that you can actually have communion with God. Because what God, in that secret place is where God prepares you to be, uh, to actually strengthen you so that you can be in the public place. So that whoever you are assigned to, when God gets ready to put you in front of them or bring you in front of them again, the secret place has strengthened you. And they know when they see you that you have exactly what they need uh, for their lives to go on to do whatever it is that they're supposed to do. So you know why we have to get on track with this goal planning and you know uh, answering the call and walking out the call and fulfilling our assignment is because there are, there are people strategically all throughout uh, our country and globally who have been assigned to us and they are waiting on us to encounter them so they can get from us what they need to go to the next step in their lives. And so we have to really push ourselves for the last six months of this year or set uh, five months or whatever it is, the last portion of the year. Push yourself. Stay focused. Get your planning back on track and actually start walking out some of the things. Some of you, God has given ideas. He's given you visions. He's given you dreams. You, he's even shown you how to do it. And you've just become really lax in following God's plan and all focus. But you can refocus now. Before this month is out, you can say to yourself, I'm going to take the last week and a half of this month or the last week now of this month, and I'm going to focus on doing exactly what God has purposed me to do. And that's what I want to do. And so uh, you want to make sure that you do that because that's where you're going to be. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with is that your planning should involve um, your circle of counsel. The scripture tells us in Ecclesiastic 4 and 9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So worthy advisors can help keep you safe from mistakes. You need a counsel, uh, um, a circle of counsel around you uh, all the time. Now, that's not, I'm not, I don't, when I say all the time, I don't mean 24 7, but you need to be able to have a circle of counsel or people that you trust that you can actually call. When you're going through this, walking out your calling or assignment or you taking your business to the next level or you're launching your business or you're just trying to grow your business or, or your ministry, then you need a circle of counsel around you. You need people who you trust, who can advise, give you godly wisdom and advice, who can give you practical steps that you can take that are steps that are going to work for you, not just saying try this. No, who can give you practical steps to walk out so that um, you can be um, uh, 
successful or reach your goals, accomplish your goals. And even the circle of counsel can help you develop some goals or come up with some uh, attainable goals. You know, goals that you can measure, goals that are smart, if you will, smart goals, goals that 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 are specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, you know, they're they're uh, reachable. Come on, you need some goals that you can put your hands on, you know, not something that's so far fetched that your mind is already drained trying to figure out how you're going to reach it. No, you want goals that you can actually attain this year that's going to propel you into fulfilling the calling on your life. So. That's my encouragement for you this afternoon. Please stay connected uh, to the Ginger London uh, sh- uh, show here on Blog Talk Radio. We're back. We're going to come full circus, full force. And also we have um, a, uh, a ministry training and coaching uh, program that we're going to launch at the end of August of this year, uh, Understanding Your Calling. And we're going to uh, uh, launch that program. And uh, at that program we're going to be teaching you um, uh, some things about how to actually um, – Understand uh, what it is that God has called you to do. You're going to learn how to discover uh, your calling uh, by in- identifying your spiritual gifts. You know how to develop and prepare yourself for ministry uh, through spiritual growth and maturity, and 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 where to where to deliver what God has given you. You know, uh, some of us that are on assignment, you know, um, we're going to have to learn how. And I know a lot of times in the body of Christ, we don't want to talk about it too much. But if you're going to make your living, um, in Christian ministry, you have to learn how to monetize your message. You know, you have to learn how to create products and how to package products. And, you know, you have to learn who you're assigned to, who's going to need that audio series that you're going to actually create. Who's going to need that? Everything that we do does not have to be free in the body of Christ. You know, and so in that coaching, that ministry coaching program, we're going to teach you how to do those things. So, Stay connected. We're going to put some more information out there. We're going to have a special teleseminar where we're going to preview it for you so you can learn a little bit more about um, about it and um, and want you to become a part of it. And so we'll tell you a little bit more about that in a couple of days. So thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate it. I'm humbled by you joining me. God bless you. And if you know a friend um, that needs this information, by all means, Send them back to the page so they can hear it on demand. The show is going to be recorded, and it will be on Blog Talk Radio where you can get the entire show. And so thank you so much for all of you who are listening by phone and uh, maybe in the in the chat room. Thank you so very much. I'm going to close out with a word of prayer. And, again, if you missed any part of today's show, please come back in uh, really in a couple of minutes or so. Though I have the, on demand, uh, the show on demand ready so that you can hear the replay. And I will also post it on um, – Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, um, all the social sites, also some other sites that I'm on. So uh, let's close out in prayer. I'm going to pray that the rest of your day will be fulfilled with uh, you accomplishing great things and that you uh, reach your goal if it's no more than to come up with some goals that you need to finish strong. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on this afternoon. We bless your name. I pray for every caller that's listening by phone and those that are in the chat room, Lord God. I pray that whatever assignment that you have placed upon their lives, whatever calling that they may be walking in, I pray that you would give them strategic steps to to walk out the calling, Lord God. I pray that you would give them goals that are attainable. Help them to reach their goals. Give them your wisdom so they can see the direction that you're taking them in. And give them practical steps to walk to to uh, do, to carry out the goals, and to fulfill the vision that you have given them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. 
Amen. God bless you, everyone. Take care. Have a great and exciting rest of the day. God bless you. Thank you.